Are you suffering from back pain? Well, I've got the thing just for you. 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain, plus 192 others just in case, volume 1, available at Amazon.com. Over 30 million Americans are suffering with back pain at this very moment. The vast majority of these cases are either caused or exacerbated by common lifestyle factors. Many of the same factors may be causing you pain right now. Join board-certified physician Andrew Kirshner as he guides you through the parts of your life where these problems occur and gives you simple, safe and effective solutions for these common daily pitfalls. In this fun and informative book, you will learn how to identify the aspects of your life which may be causing you pain, how to create a back-friendly environment, how you can improve your pain by improving your sleep, ways to make a pain-free commute, how you can perform daily activities without making your pain worse, and much more. Andrew Kirshner is so well respected in the field of back pain relief. He has you know, famous clients such as DJ Jazzy Jeff. He has done uh, many talks and lectures at universities in the UK. He has appeared on QVC demonstrating back pain relief products and that is because he is an expert in his field and people trust him. Also check out the 5 star reviews on Amazon.com. This is the book that you need if you suffer from back pain. That's 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain plus 192 others just in case volume 1 available at Amazon.com in paperback. Check the link below the show for more information. Just when you thought that there were already too many podcasts in the world. Here comes another one. Only the crumbliest, flakiest chocolate Tastes like chocolate never tasted before Flake the crumbliest, flakiest milk chocolate in the world. Oh Who does he think he is? Come around here with his bloody podcasts. Hey boys and girls, welcome to yet another episode of Pablo's Poppin' Podcast. I hope everyone's doing okay. Now I know what you're going to say. You know, I said a couple of weeks ago that I would be back every week and obviously that hasn't been the case. Life has continued to be insane. Uh, I'm not going to go completely into it. If you've got me on Facebook, you know, you know the score. Um, so yeah, you know, I am aiming for weekly episodes, but it may be fortnightly sometimes. But um, it does mean also that I can get you the best guests possible as is the case today, uh, with uh, possibly, well, this may embarrass them, but I don't care, uh, possibly uh, the best music to come out of Birmingham since Roy Wood and uh, Jeff Lynn. Uh, who am I to say? Who am I to say? Um, you know, I'm not really a Black Sabbath fan. Um, you know, I'm into Power Pop, and they are one of the finest Power Pop bands in the land, Sunshine Bloom. Now, I saw Sunshine Bloom play at the uh, International Pop Overthrow uh, last May at the Cavern Club, and there were tons of great bands there. We played, uh, Toxic Melons played, um, who else played? Well, there were tons of bands, uh, Rex Broom, um, Mayflowers, you know, lots of big names in the field, and um, 
yeah, it was just it was quite late on, and uh, Sunshine Bloom came on and completely blew me away. Um, and it was pretty cool because the uh, the singer of Sunshine Bloom he recognised my jellyfish T-shirt, and I felt like a little bit of a celebrity. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's the only time that I think I've ever been particularly cool for wearing a jellyfish T-shirt. But um, yeah, they are tremendous. And they have an EP launch uh, next week, which I will give you some details on soon. Um, yeah, with Unsigned Music. <clears throat> you know, it's kind of weird. I always you know, knew that Unsigned Music existed. Um, but it wasn't really until MySpace where, you know, it was a, a platform for great talented artists to, you know, uh, be heard and upload their stuff. And, you know, as a musician myself, you know, it's just about having the patience to search for that stuff and you know dig for gold basically and sadly not everyone does that um but because of me doing that i was able to find amazing artists and you know it didn't really even occur to me that i could connect musically with new music that was unsigned i mean i wasn't even into like chart stuff you know pretty much i just like old stuff but a lot of the new stuff that i've discovered over the past 10 or so years has been unsigned you know like Kalel, um, Blue Canary, Sweetheart, Sunshine Bloom, Bruce W. Durr um, and I've been able to work with a lot of them on Toxic Melons releases so you know I'm eternally grateful and that is one of the great things about social media. Um, you know lots of bad things about social media but um, you know that is probably easily one of the best things about it. So uh, Sunshine Bloom uh, are playing the People in Motion fundraiser at, on the 28th of October. I wish I could go, but I'm going to be in Bristol. Uh, I will be seeing them in December. Um, People in Motion is a young charity whose aim is to provide aid and volunteer support to refugees. They are supporting this excellent cause with a fundraiser concert at the Indie Lounge on Friday the 28th of October. And I will provide all details below the show. Uh, where you can find the gig and download the music, etc. Uh, their EP, Power Pop is Dead, you know, it's an ironic title, don't worry. <laughs> you know, they are. <laughs> this is very much a Power Pop release. Um, but, I mean, possibly a statement on, uh, you know, uh, mainstream Power Pop, possibly. I mean, um, you know, before I get into that, you know, The Feeling, great band. I'm sure Sunshine Bloom are fans of The Feeling as well. Uh, definitely James probably is, uh, definitely probably is, that's a phrase that I've just made up, um, they played their last concert for like a good while sort of thing, you know, they've been going 10 years strong, and um, yeah, you know, to me it's probably, you know, it's leaving a gap in the market for a power pop band to maybe rise from the ashes sort of thing, and uh, you know, take over where the feeling have very masterfully left off. So yeah, as I got sidetracked there, their EP, uh, Power Pop is Dead, will be a free download, but uh, I'm assuming it will be on Bandcamp. Uh, they may have mentioned this during the interview. It's not out yet, but if there is an option to pay, pay. Pay more support unsigned artists because they are tremendous and without the support of unsigned artists, you know, I don't think much original art could be made, you know, especially when you consider that uh, the government is prepared to just, you know, decimate artists, art funding down with, you know, very testicles, so, uh, you know, there we are. So, um, before we get into the interview with the lovely Sunshine Bloom, I'm going to play you one of the tracks from their EP. Uh, there will be more after the interview as well, uh, but for now... 
This is Friends with Detriments, and now we'll be going straight into my interview with Sunshine Bloom. You bide your time, but I'll spend mine alone.
Okay, so Toxic Melons was lucky enough to play the International Pop Overthrow this year, and um, among the many, many great bands that we went down for, we were pleasantly surprised by a band called Sunshine Bloom, who are my guests today. And I know this probably embarrasses them, especially James, but I think they were the best band there. Um, we have James, Sean and Rob with us today. So how are you doing? Hello. Hi. Yeah, we're good. Thank you. Yeah, Hi. we're... Uh... We've been uh, rehearsing and writing some new songs today, so we're, we're feeling pretty buoyant, actually. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're above average. <laughs> so, so these are, are these the new songs for your uh, new uh, release, Power Pop is Dead, or are they even newer songs? They're even newer than that. So we're, as, even as we're releasing the new EP, we're already halfway through writing the next ones. So, yeah, we yeah. finished the Masters yesterday, and we, we thought we'd you know, get stuff started for the next EP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, considering, and this is probably going to be like the really obvious question, but considering like I saw you at a Power Pop festival, um, the name Power Pop is dead for uh, your new release. Is that kind of, was that there, is that your feelings on Power Pop or was that there to create an immediate reaction or like who came up with the title? Sean, you came up with the title. I'll let, yeah, I'll let you <laughs> came up with it. Because... Um... I, I think I saw somebody wearing a T-shirt saying disco is dead. And it's somebody I knew who was obviously into disco. Um, so I was wondering, you know, whether my feelings on Power Pop were the same. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I haven't really thought about it that much. It's just kind of stuck. And, and I think um, we probably quite early on in the band's um, kind of creation we talked about what kind of music we were what kind of music we were producing we we're talking about power pop and people were like well what is power pop is it is it is it a genre people didn't know what it was people couldn't relate to it and like then people were saying well actually that's not something that's relevant anymore so yeah. we we're like well you know that's kind of where the kind of idea of power pop is dead which is a really obvious thing to do for probably the most power pop music that you can produce all <laughs> <laughs> good rock and roll type fuck you to them, right? so yeah. being blatantly this is dead, but we'll do it anyway. It's, a, it's like a nice two fingers to anybody who has an opinion on it. When you all met them, were you were you particularly? Because I know you are James, but were you all uh, fans of Power Pop? I think we all were in our own little geysers. So um, uh, the band has been um, it's been a long journey to get to this lineup and to uh, a band that gels and that makes sense. Yeah. Um, How many people have you killed so far? Uh, oh, oh my god! <laughs> a lot of members. <laughs> Don't even go there. Hence the title. Yeah. <laughs> so I think um, I well, we we started the band some what, about four years ago. We started yeah. looking for for people, and it's probably taken us the best part of three and a half years to settle on a lineup that really makes sense, that really gets what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, so quite early on, uh, myself and Sean hooked up. Basically, I I put an advert out on the internet that said. I want to form a power pop band, which I think didn't mean a lot to most people. And my influences are <laughs> the expectant, you know, um, Jellyfish, ELO, Beach Boys, yeah. um, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, and to which I found Sean. And he was like, yeah, I'll, I'd be up for doing that. Yeah. Were, um, you, were you like immediately surprised that anyone answered? Uh... Yeah. I, I, the <laughs> that I'd found, because like the hard, one of the hardest people to find is a, a really good keyboard player. Oh, God, I, tell me about it. Yeah. Okay. I, and Sean came in and said, you know, I play keys. Um, I, I've heard of Jellyfish, which is a start. <laughs> I actually like Jellyfish. 
Um, I mean, you prefer belly button at first, but then we, we got you into spilt milk yeah, and then, yeah, and then it made sense. And all of a sudden it all, <laughs> all linked in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the fact that that was even the case was like, yeah, wow, this is going to really work. Um, and then we kind of went through a revolving door of, of musicians who were all great in their own right, but probably didn't lock into the sound, really get where we were going with things dynamically or harmonically. Um, for quite a while, we went through quite a few um, guitarists and, and drummers and oh. then... About um, eighteen months ago, you joined Rob. Was it about Something that? Like that? Yeah, yeah. And and Rob has added a, an extra whole dimension. So Rob gets the power pop stuff, but also brings a really nice kind of Americana feel to it. Kind of, it really adds a kind of. You're laughing now. Rob. <laughs> do you agree or do you disagree? Who knows what I think. <laughs> Um, which, which I think he really adds a really nice counterpoint to it whilst he loves the melody and stuff but he kind of he pushes it in, in really interesting dynamic directions which I think challenges what I would probably naturally do and, and what Sean would naturally do which I think is a really good yeah, thing yeah I think it's important to say that um, Sean and James definitely have like a power puppy bromance going on <laughs> <laughs> which is lovely and it's really sweet what Rob is saying as he often does is that we need to tone it down <laughs> probably yeah, <laughs> my, my approach would be um, we're, we're not any more of a power pop band than we are any other kind of band. But um, that's just me being, you know, disagreeable. Because... Yeah, every band has to have one. It's fine. You know. So um, when I mean, I suppose you don't specifically decide to maybe be a genre, but you know what influences you want to use and stuff like that. Um, did you see it as sort of a challenge or did you worry about sort of not maybe finding an audience trying to start a power pop band in 2016? I mean, were you aware of the online uh, scene as well? Not at all. Um, I guess when we first set out, what we were looking to do was create good music first and foremost. Yeah. I think for me, you've got to write music with musicians who get what you want to do. Uh, you need to get along, you know, on a musical sense, but also on a personal sense. You need to be having a good time because then that creates good music. Yeah. Um, I knew from, you know, you know, all of us have kind of come from different backgrounds. We played in different kinds of bands. I knew when I set out that I wanted to create not necessarily a power pop band, but a melodic pop rock band. Yeah. What I was looking for. And I think, you know, we all at least agree on the the importance of a of a strong melody um, a great pop tune, but with within a rock context, whatever that means, it wasn't necessarily aiming for a genre or for a market. And it certainly, I probably, we probably found out about the power pop internet world as a vehicle <laughs> for tapping into now that we are a, a power pop in inverted commas band. Yeah. Rather than us trying to fit that, we've kind of created a band and then thought, oh, there might be a market out there for people who want to hear what we do. So it's been the other way around, I guess, for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, on your Facebook uh, page you're listed as uh, progressive power pop so do, are you more into uh, sort of the radio friendly three and a half minute songs over say the seven and a half minute you know <laughs> spectacle wankery sort of thing you know like do you like prog within the context of a pop song sort of thing because you know the zombies kind of did that bit and obviously late Beatles etc I, I think to an extent we write pop songs for people who love Rush <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that is, um, I mean, a, a lot of our fan base, you know, have never heard of Rush. A lot of them absolutely love them and go around wearing the t-shirts and stuff. But um, we we definitely write songs which I think, I hope, are instantly accessible to some degree. But then they've got a little bit more going on underneath. You know, you sort of pick apart polyrhythmic stuff, 
more interesting harmonies, more interesting chords. So there's a there's an extra layer there for the sort of um, well, I guess music geeks who want to want to delve a little bit deeper as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's always um, it's always really satisfying to write that kind of stuff. Also, we like doing a little bit of technical stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so rhythmically, there's some challenging bits, and I think we're the most chordy band that I've ever played. These two talk about chords and like, yeah, this is an ad nine or whatever. I'm like, just tell me what the root note is on the bass. <laughs> I'm off, fine. I don't need to know the rest of it. <laughs> that happens a, a huge amount in rehearsals. He's not joking. I'm really not joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even just talking about chords in general, it's amazing how you know little emphasis is applied is applied on uh, chord progressions, especially with a lot of. Uh, young local bands around my area as well. I mean, when you started gigging, did you find it easy to find venues and other bands to play with? Because obviously, I mean, apart from unless you know ELO wants to come back to Birmingham or Roy Wood or anything like that, I, you know, I can't imagine that there'd be many choices. I think the Birmingham scene is an interesting one. Okay. Um, yeah, what is what is the Birmingham scene like in general? The- it's it's a very heavily promoter-led scene, so it's very hard for you to kind of create a movement or a, a mm-hmm. you know a kind of feeling with, with with like-minded bands. You've got some great promoters who do a really really great job, and it's their job to kind of piece together a, a, a lineup for an evening that's cohesive. Yeah, and we played with bands that you could loosely associate with a kind of melodic power pop genre, but equally we played with some really great indie bands if you want to call it that or great kind of you know rock you know harmonic rock bands so um that the the promoters do a really really good job with quite a disparate mix of music to kind of stick things together and i don't that's always a bad thing i think it's quite good to be able to i think particularly with our kind of music which is quite accessible for most for people to be able to hear something when they're they're going to watch a rock band or they're going to watch an indie band hopefully we still manage to tick enough boxes to get people interested that was that was what i was going to say yeah power pop kind of can do that i mean do you have you felt not necessarily the need but at certain gigs to maybe be a bit more heavy with the arrangements at certain gigs or be a bit more keyboard led at certain gigs or whatever or do you just stick to your guns as much as possible we don't ever change anything for yeah we sometimes play a bit faster if there's a bit more excitement there we so when, excited, when you saw yeah. us the ipo that was yeah. uh yeah we were very excited that day but but I don't think we 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 fundamentally change what we do. We um, we don't change what we do no. at all. Sometimes um, we we play with um, you know bands where where sometimes the front man wants to be Noel Gallagher a little bit. So <laughs> we have to we have to kind of um, well I always go away from those thinking you know maybe we don't have enough attitude maybe we need to change that but <laughs> but we never change so no yeah, and I, I, no one's interested in that I don't think either I mean it's I get the impression I'm pretty new still as you know. <laughs> We, we, make it, we make it as good as we can, but how, I've, never, I've never noticed anyone changing it. I, I'd, I'd rather be honest and do the yeah. sort of stuff that we do and, and feel like I come off stage and feel like I've been true to what it is that we're trying to, trying to portray. Yeah. I think the only thing we maybe change is if it's a very short set, we might make it slightly punchier than if we've got yeah, a long yeah, set and we can yeah. enjoy and we can explore things a little bit more. But I, I don't think we, we fundamentally change it based on the billing. And, and we play with some pretty heavy or pretty light bands and we've been quite consistent Hmm. well one thing that i noticed i mean obviously musically at the ipo you blew me away but uh james yourself as a frontman you know that added you know a much needed extra dimension to that festival in general i think because you know everyone's 
kind of concentrating on playing the songs and the can be quite complicated songs etc but you gave it the whole frontman thing and that included us as well you know we that was toxic melon's first gig at, with that lineup and you know i wasn't particularly happy with it to be honest but um, i thought it was great i enjoyed it a lot so. oh, well, I, I wasn't fishing for compliments though you know <laughs> anyway so don't worry <laughs> okay um but no no um so as a frontman um did you have any particular influences with that it was the freddie mercury thing because you know obviously queen no huge influence for uh, for us as well I, I guess um for me i've I'm, I'm not even always aware that i'm jumping around like a lunatic <laughs> i'm i'm it, it just kind of i my, my body just kind of does stuff when i'm playing and i get i'm a very excitable character and when i'm on stage i get more and more excitable um <laughs> and i think i grew up listening to a lot of bands that are very demonstrative in their expressions on stage. So bands like, I, I love Kiss. I genuinely love bands like that, that I'm not ashamed to admit it. And I think and Kiss on stage, or like you say, there's someone like Queen, where there is, there's a lot of energy and a lot of excitement and they put so much into it. But then also I love a lot of grunge bands that are quite raw and they're quite natural and they're quite real. Yeah. For me, I, I, I kind of mix the natural realness of, of the grunge stuff with the kind of posturing, for want of a better word, of bands <laughs> like Kiss. Um, but I, I sometimes I try and tone it down, but I find it really hard because I just get really into it and I really enjoy it. And for me, there's nothing better than performing. I, I absolutely love, you know, I, I like recording, I like writing, but what I love is just being in front of a, an audience and playing, you know, that that's what I'm, that's my reason for doing it. And so forgive me if I get a bit excited, but I, I'm just, I'm just having a great time normally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, when I played with uh, Sunshine Blue in the beginning, I was it was a bit. I was surprised at how uh, <laughs> in the moment James was with it because uh, it's like it's making the dif the difference between being in a, a probably club band and then like you were saying, almost watching somebody in a rock arena. <laughs> it was it's definitely an entertaining place to be. I'm sorry if sometimes I just intrude in your James personal space. This <laughs> face licking going on. <laughs> you love that. I do like that. Yeah. It's standard for a power pop band. You've got to at least lick each other's face once on stage. Exactly. You know, I we're all friends. We <laughs> so when it when it comes to the arrangements of the songs, um, I mean, James, do you uh, are you the principal writer in the group? Then did you come to the band with songs or? So I guess we're we're very much a cohesive writing unit, um, and we've worked. What's one of them? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's really important for us that we oh, all yeah. bring ideas to the table. Um, yeah. I I'm not a song finisher. Um, I may have ideas and bits and bobs and lyrical ideas, but um, I think we all contribute and we all contribute a lot. Um, so myself and Sean were working together before the other guys had joined and we, we wrote a, quite a bit of the, the kind of material that finds its way onto the first couple of EPs um, together. We kind of worked on that as the two of us. Uh, but I guess since the other guys have come in, we've, we've done a lot more stuff in jamming. We've done a lot of stuff where we've, we've built the songs together. Uh, but it, it's definitely not, not one person. Uh, and I like that because the reason that we brought these guys together is because everyone's got something to add musically. Um, you know, otherwise, what's the point in having someone who's consistently in the band? For me, a band member should contribute to the writing, the performance, the whole thing. And so I really like that the fact that we all get stuck in. Yeah, and with the arrangements, um, do you feel that each song is very much an ensemble piece, not necessarily one person, you know, sort of uh, 
taking over musically compared to everyone else sort of thing is that like a conscious thing or even something that you do I would say that the arrangements are more open and, and contributory than have all the writing I do because a lot of the writing is quite personal mm-hmm. arranging seems to be much more like a, you know, arranging the palette if you like so you, it's the presentation of, of the ideas so it might be that someone's had a couple of riffs or some melodies or in particular the vocal expression which is the most important thing in some ways but then piecing it together and making it like a coherent or mm. um, emotive package that's I think that's really where we excel the most so far yeah I think thinking about the, the writing session we've had this evening you know we've kind of come with some half finished ideas that are kind of almost there and we've got a, a cohesive song that maybe a couple of us have written in isolation and we bring it together and actually a kind of arrangement where the, the three and four of us have kind of sat around and said, oh, let's try this, maybe make this, this chord a major seventh or whatever, and, you know, <laughs> assuming I have no idea, some, some weird chord. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's where we've kind of come into our own and that's where I enjoy the kind of the, the interplay between the four of us. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So, I mean, with uh, the, uh, the online Power Pop community, did that, uh, to you, James, in particular, sort of come across almost like a bit of a saviour because obviously not a lot of people know who what power pop is and you know it can't really be described that easily uh unless you just you know run through the list of bands sort of thing um how, were you immediately uh, as a band received positively or you know because i always find with like power pop uh, fans they will jump on something if they really like it because obviously great power pop doesn't come along that often I don't know that we've really tapped into it as well as we perhaps should do. Um, yeah, I'm not sure we've really found a regular audience. No, and I think there's probably, in terms of people who come and see us at gigs, they're not necessarily from the Power Pop community. Yeah. And we shared a little bit of our first EP online and we kind of tried to plug that a little bit and, and we were pleased with the response we got. Um, but I think we are, I, this second EP is like three or four times as good as the first one we're, we're really we're, we're really really <laughs> proud of it and so i i really want to this is why you know one of the reasons we're kind of here today and thank you for, for taking the time on this it's really important that we can get people to hear this who will who will understand it and they'll get it and they'll hear it and they'll go yeah i see where you're coming from i hear your influences i want to hear more i want to come and see your band so what's really important that the first release was a bit muted and we kind of let it get out there so that people could know who we are but hmm. this is big calling card so you know we want to get the power pop world to hear this and and to get it well that that'll certainly be done i'm sure i mean the the power pop world it's i suppose it's it's quite insular but i think once you have those fans you'll have them you know hopefully just going forward sort of thing because you know they'll totally believe in what you do and um you know opportunities kind of do come your way just you know from just speaking from experience from the amount of sort of promotion that I've done sort of online to be I suppose heard by the power pop world sort of thing it can be a bit frustrating as well because obviously you know I, I, I don't want to go on about me but I think you know some of the frustration is that like um not having a band at the time you know I was getting in different sort of well-known power pop names and it didn't hit as much as I thought it was going to I guess but I think it's because they like a band something that they can see and performances and stuff like that and that's why I wanted to get the band together and um, you know because we were going to play the IPO a couple of times and I just didn't have a band ready sort of thing you know it was a bit of a pain in the ass so like how did uh, David Bash in particular discover you? 
Or, d- or did you find him? There's a story yeah. waiting to happen. How long have you got? Okay. Should we reveal on this? <laughs> um, so um, I, This could go a million different ways at this point. So I guess we contacted David well, three years ago, I think, because we'd heard about IPO. I can't even remember how we heard about it through the internet. Yeah. Um, and, you know, thought what he was doing was amazing. We couldn't quite believe it existed and that it came to the UK. Yeah. Uh, and we were really, really keen to get involved. Um, but this was at a time when we were, this was before Rob and before Jack had joined the band. And we were, shall we say, having some challenging interpersonal relationships within the band. Mm-hmm. Um, and between us, the bromance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be <laughs> strong, but we had a, a previous guitarist and previous drummer. Um and we were at the point of the band potentially imploding and we were offered a gig at the IPO, which was two and a half years ago. Oh, okay. Um, and unfortunately, um, we, we, we had a different band name at the time. Um, we were called Pretend Best Friend. Uh, and we were all set and, and advertised on the billing. But unfortunately, our uh, guitarist and us parted ways. Hmm. Uh, we'll be diplomatic about that and leave it. Um, and... He, as the um, owner of the Facebook page, kept the name and also li- linked in with David to say he wanted to keep the gig. Uh, so okay. We had to step away from that, unfortunately, because um, mm. he wanted to, to keep the gig with, with his current band. Um, his band was just himself, so he actually then ended up cancelling the gig. So we didn't go <laughs> three years ago, which was a real <laughs> shame because we were really, really excited about it. Yeah. And then it was only when I felt like we'd settled down and everything was kind of normal. I thought, well, I'll, I'll contact David again. Hopefully he won't ha- have any bitterness towards us for the fact that we <laughs> him down. But we'd really, really like to, to kind of plug into this. Um, and he said, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. And I think I was expecting a – I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. I wasn't expecting the bands to be as good quality as they were, the community to be community to be as strong as it was. And I just went up there and I was like, this is like my home. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's really friendly. The bands are all great. Everyone is so nice. Um, so, we, you know, we said, I, I mean, we only went up for, for, for the day that we were playing, but yeah. I've already was already speaking to, you know, to, to the band and, and to my wife saying, you know, we're going to go up for like days next time because this is, even if we're not playing, this is fun. I like this. Yeah. And what David's done is, you know, absolutely amazing that he's done this all over the world, so much in the States, so much in the UK, and actually to have the opportunity to play with such amazing bands at such an iconic venue, you know, meet people like you and some of the other guys that we met, you know, I think about like, you know, One to Die One For. One to Die For, they've we, already invited us to oh, the Stockholm next yeah, time. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if they're I mean, they, they were great. Yeah, we're going anyway. We're going. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> so, so, you know, really for me, that was just, it was just fantastic that we were able to plug into that. And if David will have us, we'd play every year yeah. it was available. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Um, yeah, I, I, like I say, I was completely um, blown away. You come across really well on stage. And um, I, I'm looking forward uh, hopefully he will have us back next year as well because I mean, <laughs> you you watched us play and uh, the first thing after David yeah he gave me sort of a really nice introduction um, and then the first thing he did was trip over all my pedals um, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't told him this um, oh, it was terrible because the the first song luckily there's no guitar for a little while um, so I'm just like having a nightmare trying to sort everything out and then first drum don't hear anything. And I'm like, okay, right. I mean, I, I don't know what you remember seeing when I was on stage doing this. Hopefully it didn't just come across like I was, you know, 
complete bumbling moron. But um, I turned to the amp. The lead was slightly out of the amp, so I pushed it back in. And then when I strummed, it was kind of... It just reverbed forever, sort of thing. And I didn't realise, because you can't really... I don't know what it was like for you, but I couldn't hear anything on that stage, pretty much. Um... I, I remember it being like there were a few technical difficulties, but then when you got in your stride. <laughs> well, you yeah. Spoken with um, the... Um, uh, da, 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 wanted you to know. Oh, it didn't go, yeah. I love that song. Because it's got Roger singing the vocals. <laughs> it does have Roger singing the vocals. Um, yeah, I'm quite... That's the thing with like some of our stuff. Um, we've, I'm writing a new thing, but uh, writing a new album, but uh, I'm going to do two separate EPs as well in the meantime just redoing old stuff because I want to uh, submit it or try and submit it to like TV, film etc. Um, like have you considered that as an avenue for for your stuff as well because I mean with it being specifically power pop and being signed to a label isn't everything anymore but like um, what were the aims or what are the aims with Sunshine Bloom are they like is it just kind of do as many gigs as possible and see where each gig leads sort of thing or that's a tough question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you, if you enjoy the music, then, you know, that's as much as you could possibly ask for, really. I mean, I think once you start having specific goals, then you start maybe going insane trying to get there, sort of thing. Um, the most important thing, uh, and, I'm, and I'm speaking for myself here, the most important thing for me out of this band is that I work with guys I get on with. Yeah. We have a good relationship. We write music that we all care about. Uh, and that we we write it, we play it, we record it, and we we bring our music to other people. Uh, anything beyond that is a bonus, and what that leads to, it will lead to. And anything be- more than that is is setting goals that may or may not be realistic. I just want to have a good time. Yeah, I think we're all pretty much aware of what's enjoyable about the process, and I don't think realistically in the modern world you end up missing a great deal. So, yeah, wouldn't it be nice if uh, someone gave you a huge record deal that didn't? <laughs> You went on to be, you know, touring this stadium or doing that. No one would say no. But actually, the, the, the parts you enjoy, the writing, the recording, the camaraderie, the playing for people, that all exists. And, you know, okay, we still have to work jobs, but who, who really cares? We get, we get the best. <laughs> you get a lot of the best parts of what you couldn't have had 30 years ago. I, I totally get it. I mean, you know, the one uh, kind of an, an epiphany that I had was a lot of my favorite artists make most of their money from music doing session stuff or writing for people or you know i mean obviously i want the band to i want my band to take off because obviously uh you guys do as well but there are other like avenues out there as well so i mean do you uh do you teach or do you uh sort of do sessions for other people or have you even considered that yet i do that kind of stuff um (laughs) sean Sean is the the music (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, I do some music sometimes yeah. what kind of stuff is it just completely out there or um so so i do i do a lot of arranging which is how we came to get um sort of uh, the, the saxes flutes violins all of that kind of stuff on on um, the ep yeah um just from from my contacts i thought it would be fun to bring a few of those guys on board as well um shout out to them um, I did, yeah, I did. Faceless <laughs> musician wanted. <laughs> 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 um, so uh, yeah, yeah, I do a bit of that stuff. Um, I do some uh, big band stuff. I'm into that. 
Um, I do a, a bit of mixing. Um, I'm writing some mainstream sort of um, like Max Martin kind of influence stuff. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm really into that. I don't know how well this will go down with, with your usual audience. <laughs> Martin's a legend. No, Max Martin is a legend, to be fair. You can't, you can't argue with it. Max who? <laughs> <laughs> well, in terms of when you're in the studio, in terms of uh, communication and knowing what everyone wants, I, like, I'm terrible at this. Um, I'll talk to the drummer uh, into his headphones and I'll be like, right, can you do it like a tss and then like, and he can't see me because he's behind the thing, but I'm I'm doing this anyway. So, I mean, are you, um, as the keyboardist, like, sort of, and as an arranger, are you good at sort of um, knowing what other people are after if they find it hard to explain? I think um, I have my own way of putting things because I've done, um, so my, my other thing that I'm doing at the moment mainly is um, musical direction for a quite, quite a big soul band. Oh, cool. Uh, so there's a lot of, you know, beat four of bar 67 needs to be with an accident, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and, and with Sunshine Bloom, a lot of the time, I'm, I'm just sort of, it, it's a lot more, it's a lot less about the technicalities and a lot more about how it should be felt. Um, so, so really, we all sort of, um, we all contribute to something. Um, sometimes we'll, we'll shout, you know, the rhythm that it should be or play it or... Um, sometimes I'll get really technical and nitty gritty about it, but at, at the end of the day, you know, it's a sort of more um, collaborative process. You know, we're all communicating and, and saying what we think it should end up like um, in various different, various different ways. Really, I think. there's no point getting technical with me because I, I <laughs> stand you. Well, if you ask me a question about um, your point of view, production from a recording angle, um, Sean is definitely. Uh, in the, uh, you know, sitting in, in the whole position in terms of uh, the engineering and the, the overview. But having worked with, as a player, um, there's not a huge amount of ego involved. So when we work the songs up in rehearsal, for example, um, it's as though he may have a slant or a vision on it and he's trying to get it across, but it's, there's no you know, megalomania involved, it's very open. There's a, I mean, and if, if there's a part which doesn't sound quite right, I'm adjusting, I mean, I've sat with him with a couple of guitars working things out, which is great, you know, there's no, no one's sitting precious about it. Mm. And what comes out at the end is, after the initial recording is done, and things have been changed or adjusted, and there's a lot of back and forth, so then Sean yeah. really falls back into a facilitator almost, because he's the guy doing a lot of the technical and engineering skills. Mm. But realistically, he's probably a very, he's a very collaborative and person producer. Hmm. Yeah, I, th I, I think that's pretty fair. Cheers, Rob. Thank you. Very nice. Very nice. So there's no, uh, uh, no bad tempers within the group then? No. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're still pretty new in that, each other's company, but... Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've done, what, two EPs together now? I think, yeah. you know, yeah, we haven't... And lost it. I think we all want it to sound both sound good and, and to be feel good. So, you know, I mean, we're all pretty open. People yeah. have said, well, maybe you should do something different with the piano or the guitar or the bass or, or the drums, even. And it's not like a big deal. No one's mm -hmm. holding precious things. Yeah, I, I, none of us carry massive egos that are, are not prepared to listen to the other people. Singer. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I think I think it's true. I think we 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 respect each other as musicians, and we like to hear the other people's opinions. Where you know we 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 kind of work again. It's back to that collaboration piece. So I think we we're, we're open-minded, and that helps us to to not create big conflicts. Yeah, not that we don't fight for our ideas, but you know when. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone's enjoying my interview with Sunshine Bloom. I'll be back in a jiffy. You tired of paying high prices at your local barber shop? Look no further. Craig Miller Barbershop is based in Wallsend, Newcastle upon Tyne. Close to all public transport facilities and accessible for wheelchair users, even celebrities, you CMB shop. For lads and dads, we have a range of games consoles in the shop to keep everyone occupied. No appointment necessary. To find us, visit www.craigmillerbarber.com. And now, back to the shoe. Okay, so uh, your new uh, EP, Power Pop is Dead, what can fans expect from that and Power Pop fans in general? Because obviously, you know, like I say, the, the title is very provocative, um, but it, it's not coming from a defeatist point of view, I'm guessing, in terms of Power Pop. No, it's kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah. yeah. It's quite an optimistic record. Yeah, it's, it's kind of tongue in cheek. It's a right smile. Yeah. yeah. It's. Uh, Sorry. Go on, Karen. No, no, no. There's a lot about um, broken relationships. Yeah. They could be broken relationships with music or bands, but at the same time, you know, a lot of those songs, uh, James is the main lyricist. Um, I think a lot of the feelings were like when we were having trouble with band members, because, you know, some of these songs are from from way back, mm. like two, two or three years ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. Three years old. Yeah, now. yeah, that's it. That's the first some, time we've recorded it properly. Yeah. Some, some really old songs in there. Uh, and I think it just it's, it's a nice eclectic mix. It feels like the balance is right between the up-tempo, the, the, the slower-tempo songs. Lyrically, I think it makes sense. Um, I, I'm, I'm really, really proud of this record. Um, I think back to, you know, we've all been in bands, but, you know, I've been playing in bands for, you know, 15, 20 years. Uh, and when we kind of got the first master through and I had it, we had it on in the car, I had it on the car, uh, dri- <laughs> driving down to, to a meeting with work. And, you know, I, I came away and I was like, God, that's, I'm, I'm really genuinely proud of that. And actually, it's been a long while since I've come away and gone, yeah, this, this is something I'm happy to put my name on. This is great. I'm really excited about people hearing this because this is something that we think I think is genuinely exciting, genuinely represents what each of us wants to put into the, to the record. It, it sounds good. The writing is good. The production's great. I'm, I'm really happy with it. Really, really proud of it. So the, um, yeah, and obviously we'll be playing some songs from the EP on the show as well, and I'm uh, very excited uh, to do that. And within the Power Pop world, I will, if you're happy for me too, I will spread it far and wide amongst all the presenters I know and all that kind of thing, you know. Yes, please. That will be wonderful. Every every little helps. We we just love it if, you know, more more people heard it. It's going to be a free download anyway, so... When, you know, we don't gain that much apart from just getting the word around and Definitely. having people listen to it. So that's all great. That's really good. Well, you know, I mean, with Newcastle in particular, there's, I don't know, I don't know if there's much, there are a lot of great musicians up here, but I don't think there's really a scene as such in general because people, it's not really a, a city where people go out to see music just for the sake of it. Um, which is which is a bit of a shame considering how much great talent there is up here, but especially with you know there being another power pop artist that I get along with and really love the music. You know, if I can help and if we can, I guess create a scene. You know what I mean? You know, just I think when you sort of try too hard to do it, then it never really happens, sort of thing. But I think just by 
you know, helping each other out and collaborating and stuff like that. And uh, Facebook's making some noises, and I apologise for that. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, stop it. Stop it. Way too popular. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's all different people sending me uh, messages at the same time, telling me how much they all love uh, my music. Stop it! <laughs> um, I'm gonna close. I'm gonna close Facebook, but um, <laughs> that's that's gonna be too hard to edit out. So we're gonna leave it in, and uh, you know it's uh, part of the you know the the high octane uh, thrill ride that is uh, Pablo's podcast. You know. Um, so yeah, so uh, the, the EP. Uh, forgive me, the EP isn't out quite yet, is it? Um, but you do have a launch coming up? 28th of October. Yeah, 28th of October. So that's, on the 28th of October, it will be officially available to download on all of the normal places that you can download and stream music. I am a huge technophobe. So. Why, don't we, why don't we list off all the singles that were off the Dangerous oh, Come on, look, we'll do that. <laughs> right, no. So, so no, if I had my way, it'd be on an 8-track, but apparently that's not the way you do things. I know someone who can make 8-tracks. Oh, wow! Now that will be cool. That's all I'm saying. So if you if you in, <laughs> if you're interested, then uh, we can talk forever about that. But uh, I do know someone who can do that. So now on on the 28th, <laughs> we drop it um, on the internet. Uh, but also we're um, launching it officially. So we've got a gig um, in Birmingham in Selly Oak um, at a place called the Indie Lounge. Okay. We're gonna play our EP in its entirety. Uh, there's also a number of other local bands will be playing uh, and it's also for uh, a charity so it's for a uh, people in motion who are a uh, a refugee and asylum seeker charity a local charity so and it's halloween weekend so it's very, all very cool what's not to like it's going to be it's going to be an amazing amazing night i'm really excited well, what are you doing mr melons on the 28th <laughs> <laughs> well on the 29th i'm going to be in bristol uh my geography shite. So how far is? Well, Br- actually, you know, Birmingham is well, on the way well, between Newcastle and Bristol. <laughs> you, should, you should so come. That's true. You want to come on down? Uh, yeah. You're also forgetting that I'm a broke power pop artist. So, um... <laughs> but it's, it's literally on the way. So I'm sure you could come and see us, and we can have fun, and we can talk about the very nuances of jellyfish. Oh no, in. no, no! Don't get me wrong. There's nothing. Oh, see, now you're making me feel awkward now uh, because. I've... <laughs> If you have any fans in Birmingham, um, it's a free entry gig. I mean, there's there's going to be lots of uh, cake sales and you know plenty of other things to uh, power pop and cake. Come on, good, yeah. good, good money for charity. Oh, did we not mention we can sweeten the deal? Come on down, we'll buy you a cake from the bake sale. <laughs> <laughs> um, good for you. It's good for the charity. Well, it's probably not good for me because it's cake and I need to lose weight. But cake, there's vegetables in that. <laughs> well, in, in the cake, that, that doesn't sound like a very fun cake. Carrot cake. Carrot cake. Oh, okay. Okay. That's right. So you do have, uh, apart from that gig, you do have, I believe, another gig uh, booked as well. Would you like to give us the info on that? So we're playing again in Birmingham in December. Yeah. December the 16th, I believe. Oh, Winterbell. Yeah. Um, so this, this is an interesting one. So I was, um, there's, there's a reason why I look like I'm a classic rock um, singer. It's because I was in a classic rock band for 10 years. Uh, and the band. How old I, are you? You look about twenty. Like are you like forty eight or something? Or? Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. I'm thirty two. So. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I was in a, a classic rock band for many years called Fire Garden, and um, we played a gig with them up in Sheffield, which is where those guys are from. So where I was was living with those guys um, uh, a little while ago, and they're coming for the return journey down to to Birmingham in December. So 
quite excited about that. I hope it's going to be good. You know, there's a, there's a lot of pressure when you're playing with your old band. You want to, you don't want to show yourself up. So yeah, you want to be the best band. So, so absolutely. absolutely. Well, that's why I'm looking forward to play, like personally, hopefully playing the IPO next year. Cause I know we'll be a million times better than we were last night. And that, it's not me being defeated. It was just the first gig. That was the first time we were all in the same room together. Just yeah. to, uh, <laughs> good. You did a great job. So yeah, um, I look forward to seeing you guys again. I do. Well, we'll gig together, hopefully. Um, That's another thing. So I'm currently trying to sort out a gig uh, in February where um, we can hopefully share the bill with you guys. I'm trying to put on a a power pop night in February uh, at the moment. So I'm hopeful that I can get it sorted. Uh, I've been speaking to a promoter. um, I was speaking to her yesterday uh, and she's just trying to, it's a new venue for her. So hopefully we can get that in the diary for for February and we can come down and, and, you guys can join us and we can we can have a lot of power pop fun. That would be awesome. And as well, uh, we will be doing an EP launch eventually and we've got a venue in Newcastle and obviously would love you to come up if that's going to be at all possible. We would love to be there. We that would be, be amazing. Yeah. Honoured. Awesome. And I, I know we should be like making social plans while we're on a podcast, but uh, for the December gig, I will happily come down as long as you've got a sofa or a floor that I can stay on. Um, sure, we can find some space, don't <laughs> Either for December or for the EP launch, there will be somewhere where you can crash. Ideally, ideally not a floor. Too old for that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I really appreciate that. Well, look, um, where can everyone find you? I'm going to ask you, James, since you're the uh, technical expert here. Oh, thank technical expert. So uh, we're on Facebook at um, facebook.com forward slash sunshinebloomuk. You can reach us on sunshinebloom.com. Uh, that just goes to the Facebook page, yeah. but you know, it's, it's, it's catchy, isn't we're it? We're also on Twitter, <laughs> Twitter at sunshinebloomuk. We're on Twitter? Yeah, we're on Twitter. No yeah. <laughs> and, and we're on Instagram. I don't know how you find us on Instagram. We're, we're everything. We're yeah, everywhere. Um, you, can't, you can't go on the internet that Just search sunshinebloomuk and you'll probably find us. Um, and as I said, the, the EP will be launched on... It, on all of the usual outlets. All the usual outlets. Now we'll be letting everyone know. And as well, when the EP is launched, I will play your songs again. As I have in the past, I played stuff from the original EP as well. Um, I mean, one thing I try to do with the podcast as well uh, is if if I'm lucky enough to get a name like Roger Manning on the podcast or whatever, you know, I don't really play his music. I will play, you know, Sunshine Blues music or whatever because it, just by proxy, it will bring ideally more ears uh to the podcast and again that's you know as this isn't specifically a power pop podcast but all the musicians that i've had have been sort of uh power pop oriented and um i'm really glad that you were able to take some time you take the picture yeah <laughs> <laughs> sure is. oh you can see us then yeah yeah i can see, yeah <laughs> what are you doing on your face not at all awkward <laughs> We can cut this out. Yeah. <laughs> so beautiful, man. <laughs> I do try. Well, that's the thing. That's you know, if it's ju- this is just an audio podcast, it saves half the work. Uh, I'm actually not wearing any pants at the moment. Um, I love the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we plan to do the uh, the EP launch as well. Um, that's what you got to do in Newcastle. You got to play without any pants on. Nice. Did you not know that? Sorry. Uh, yeah, that's. that's... I, I, I've done a gig wearing only pants, but I've never not worn pants before. <laughs> no, that's. I, I played in um, crew once. When you say on... pants, do you mean underpants or? Yeah, underpants. Oh, okay, right. 
Yeah, I played in crew and there was no one in the room at all. We were on tour and it was completely empty. So the band decided we would play this gig in our underpants. And then a million people came in at that point. People arrived and were like, well, this is awkward. But it was fine. It's only, it's only awkward if you make it awkward. Yeah, we enjoyed it. We embraced it. We're like, well, got it. <laughs> Gives a whole new uh, meaning to Sunshine Bloom, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, well... Thank you for uh, taking some time. Uh, we'll be, like I say, I say we, it's just me. I do everything, you know. Uh, this is a highly technical setup in my bedroom, as you can tell. Um, I'll be playing some of your songs, and, um, you know, I'm hoping, and I know that everyone will definitely enjoy it as well. Is your first EP still available oh, cool. for people? Yeah, it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, Google Play. Is it on physical? Um, um, oh, wow, we have you, If you come and see us, it's on physical. Yeah, if you harass me at the end of a gig, I definitely carry it in my bag with all of like my pedals and stuff. So it, I, it can yeah. be arranged. We, yeah. we can give you copies. Yeah, that's that's uh, the mark of a true professional. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, like when I um, when we when we did the IPO, I give away far too many CDs. Like I, I don't regret giving one to uh, to you. Uh, did I give one to the entire band? Nope, I didn't get one. Oh, uh, no. sorry. I've got one, and I love it. Yeah. Oh, you're too kind. I, I listen to disco balls all the time. <laughs> yeah, this is why I can't like specifically call myself Power Pop because I'll do something stupid like disco balls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you heard the uh, hardcore remix that was done? I, I haven't, but I will. I will now go and listen to it. Oh, it's a, it's a treat for the ears. Um, and the music video is uh, tech, uh, just a technical wonder as well. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you'll enjoy it, and I'm looking forward to your review on it as well. But uh, Sunshine Bloom, thank you very much for taking some time. I can barely get my own band in a room together, so the fact that I've managed to get a band, you know, hundreds of miles away in a room together. Um, is a good thing and um thanks for having us Thank you. Yeah. not at all and we will talk again very soon yes take care thanks okay. pablo bye ciao
was The Spark from the upcoming Sunshine Bloom EP, Power Pop is Dead. All links will be below the show to check them out, and you really should check them out if you love melodic pop rock. Finely written, you know, witty lyrics, clever, you know, and uh, they're all very handsome as well. Uh, so what more could you ask for? Um, some Toxic Melons uh, news uh, for those interested. Uh, the vinyl from the Kickstarter... Uh, that will be arriving in the next couple of days. The merch will be coming a little bit later than that. As many of you know, uh, some of the, well, the artwork got held back a little bit because um, my producer, engineer, friend, collaborator, um, Vim Audek passed away uh, about a month ago. So I wanted to put a tribute on there to him because... You know, I know he took a lot of pride in the Toxic Melon stuff, as he did with everything that he worked on. And there will be a Vim Audek tribute show uh, coming up. Um, it was going to be last week, but I want to do it properly. And I've been given some music that no one's heard before uh, that he has helped work on. And um, I want to try and get some cool guests for that to uh, share like memories of uh, Vim. So, yeah, I hope everyone will dig that. Uh, upcoming guests... Um, as you know, I confirmed that Tom Buchanan, the former WWF photographer, uh, that will still be happening. Um, I will be chatting to uh, local... Uh, because I've got a lot of wrestling shows coming up, so um, I will be chatting to some local names. Um, Brian Bell, who is assassin. He's a local legend, and he's worked with so many worldwide big names. Uh, and I will also be chatting with uh, Lee Kyle, who has just who is a wrestler slash comedian and has released a book which topped uh, the Amazon uh, charts as well in the res the wrestling uh, category uh, or the comedy category. I have to check that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's uh, highly entertaining and it will be an entertaining show. And amongst future music related shows um i will be chatting with both eric's from imperial drag uh, that will be a fan question show so you know submit your questions um and i will be following up my uh the first episode i ever did was our uh, an interview with craig dorfman who is the author of the jellyfish story a brighter day and it was uh, like i'm really proud of that interview and i was glad that i was able to you know get in there and, um, you know, I, I suppose be appreciated for the fact that I showed interest and I got a thank you in the book, etc. Um, so I will be chatting, I will be following up, following up my chat with him because obviously it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride, um, for him, uh, since the release of the book and I have now read the book, so I've obviously got a lot more questions. So, and also I would like, this will be the, I guess the first post, um, Q&A with Craig um, because there, he's uh, done some uh, book launches uh, in California and surrounding areas uh, but this would be the first sort of you know I've read the book this is what I think here are my questions so I, I'm very much looking forward to that and I'm really looking forward to the uh, questions that you submit as well so join Pablo's Poppin Podcast on Facebook and submit your questions um, a little bit of uh, business there is a patron button at the top of the page. If you would like to become a patron, become a sponsor, etc., you can do so. Um, what I like to recommend is that people go to toxicmelons.band. 
www.bandcamp.com and uh, check out the music that I've made. Uh, I've worked with Roger Manning, Eric Dover, Linus of Hollywood, Taylor Locke, uh, Keith Klingensmith, uh, Chris Price, um, many more, Chadwick Sals, obviously Vim Audek, names in their fields who are loved and have huge followings and I'm you know huge fans of. So if you like those names, you will... <laughs> you know, you, I think you'd be interested in checking out Toxic Melons. Uh, speaking of Toxic Melons, the band lineup is uh, it's coming together. Um, I want to thank uh, Jenny Winter, who was our keyboard player, and uh, she has just left the band because you know schedule thing. You know she has she has kids, she has a busy schedule. This is what I'm trying to do now, and I do rely a lot on people's time, etc. Um, so we have a new keyboard player, and he's tremendous, and he's handsome, um, <laughs> so, you know, we're not going to move about on stage very much, because there's six of us, ideally, there will be six of us, um, so, you know, as long as you look sexy, then, um, uh, that's half the battle. I mean, Andy Sturmer once said that if you wear stripes going in either direction, you don't have to move about as much on stage to be entertaining, and, um, I'm just taking that philosophy, uh, to heart. Um... Speaking of Sturmer, uh, I played uh, Chloe Sturmer. Uh, I played a demo uh, that she recorded. It was a Ween cover uh, a couple of weeks ago. And she has just released her own single under her band's name, Deadbeat. And search deadbeat.bandcamp.com. Now, this is awkward because it's D D E E A A D D B B E E A A T T. So. Just deadbeat, but repeat every letter twice, sort of thing. And I will be chatting to Chloe um, coming up, and that will be a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, I think that's just about everything. Obviously, as well, please check out the sponsors. Uh, they really do help keep the show running. Um, the 15 Surefire Tips, you can buy the book uh, via the link below. And, you know, I, I highly recommend it. He's, like I say at the start of the show, he's a master in his field. And if you have back problems, it, this book... No, it's the book to have, really, and I'm not just saying that because he is a sponsor and a friend and a supporter, etc. It's because he is, he is a master, and um, he's certainly worth checking out. And like I say, it keeps the show running as well. So please check out the book, um, recommend it to people as well, and also the local sponsors that I have as well. Um, I'm really grateful that I have those because um, I'd still be doing the show. Um, but you know, I, I suppose I'd be a little bit more broke. Um, and you know, I've obviously got to thank the guests as well. Cause if it wasn't for the guests, it would just be me talking about shit. And you know, that is what a podcast can be as well. A podcast can be anything. And I strongly urge that if anyone wants to do a podcast, just do it. You know, I mean, the, the budget and the uh, technology isn't exactly, you know, the the highest for this podcast or the best quality, but it anyone can make art. You know, I, I, when people say, oh, I wish I could do this or I wish I could do that in terms of, like, writing a song or whatever, you've everyone's got the ability to at least come up with something. And if it's how you want to express yourself, then go for it. I mean, it doesn't hurt anyone. You know, if you want to express yourself by, like, punching people in the face, then I would say don't do that. But if you want to express yourself artistically, but at the same time, I don't know, don't, um, <laughs> I don't know, don't 
dig up dead body bodies and tattoo them i guess that's uh i think that's the most extreme uh probably illegal um <laughs> like artistic thing that i can think of <laughs> so uh yeah right so now i'm starting to talk shit so i'm gonna uh, actually stop so before i stop until next week and i'm not sure who the guest is going to be yet but like i say i've got lots of great guests coming up it may be one of the ones that i've mentioned uh you know i'm very lucky that guests are getting in touch and you know guests are receptive to the podcast um so check out like i say pablo's poppin podcast on facebook and you will be kept abreast of all news and you will be also the first to find out and then you can also ask questions as well so before i go i'm going to send you home happy with another track from sunshine bloom's tremendous ep uh called power pop is dead and this is called i me you and i'll see you next week
Goodbye. Goodbye.